Revolution every is week. That, it doesn't. Is that Eli Braden? It is. is. Eli. I love Eli Braden. Eli came with the original. Oh, the original yeah. tune for us. We love Eli. He's so and great. It's such a break for him not talking about Robin's tits. I was it's a like, little <laughs> disappointed that we got it. And there was nothing about and Robin's tits. I like, know. That would be so much better. If we had I just that. love that he added the apostrophe on D O I N apostrophe. He did. Um, but as a as a grammatical fan. I'm not mad at it. He, I'm not mad at uh, it either. Yeah. And by the way, works. Uh, by the way, I'm also not mad at the expression I'm not mad at. You know what? I, it's one of my favorite new things. I mean, you for, know what? It actually, it's everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's everything. No. Me. It's everything. Yeah. It's, it's the, totally everything. It's bomb.com. I mean, right? Is that, oh, is that happening now? That's it's, no, it's all that, that in the, the bag bomb. of chips. Com, no? I think. Uh, I'm Audi 5000. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I, wrote some, I, I wrote something the other day on Twitter and I said, oh, so there's some like, you know, somewhere there's a toddler dreaming of being someone's side piece. <laughs> and, and someone goes, um, I think Patrice O'Neill said that on opening. I'm like, Patrice O'Neill passed away before Side Piece. He must have, right? Right. Yeah, I'm like, Side Piece was a part yeah, of our... Yeah, Side Piece wasn't a part of our Our thing. vernacular. And yeah. then I felt the need to get into it with this guy. And I was like, you know what, Jenny? No, don't do it. I should have been like, find the clip. Find yeah, it. Yeah, find the clip where he uses or the word up. Side Piece. That would be amazing. Well, he was that far ahead of his time. <laughs> you, for those of you listening, paying close attention, you'll notice that there's a voice that is... Not either mine nor Jenny's. Or Guy. Shut up, Guy. <laughs> guy, don't talk. We told you about that. Yeah. Guy talked. We let him talk once a show, and that time has not arrived. It is not. It's not it his is turn not yet. But who we have is an Emmy Award winning, and now two-time, just got nominated for two Emmys, Trayvon oh Free, stand-up comedian, writer, all around. Trying to catch up to Danny, man. Yeah, but I mean, put the applause in right now. Yeah, put the applause in right there. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> People love you, Trayvon. Listen to that. It's crazy. Holy shit. I just shit. heard panties come off. Oh, my God. I'll take it. Do you I know that when Trayvon, don't you remember when Trayvon won his Emmy? And oh, my God. I, where I was sitting with the Game of Thrones people, and the moment I heard... Daily Show, John Stewart. I stood up and I got my phone and I putting it on the camera thing. <laughs> and I was standing up and then I looked to my left and there was Danny was the only other one standing. Like we were your parents. Like Trayvon, we're no, so proud of I know. you. It was and really we were waving and clicking everywhere. Like literally, I, that's all I could see was Danny to one side and me on the other. And we were just waving. I, and I, I seriously <laughs> regretted. I seriously regretted that I wasn't shooting you with an iPad, like a, like, like a real lame like, like I, soccer. I dad. felt like I should have had like one of the those buttons, you know, like right. if you like shooting a basket or the b- basket. It's like TV graduation. Yeah. Oh my God. We were both like, did you say it, Trayvon? <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was so happy until that was the first Emmys that I lost. Oh. And, uh, and the first of now many Emmys <laughs> that I will have lost. But uh, but yeah, at least you got yours. Finally. Fuck, fuck you, by the way. <laughs> that was... But that's still one of my favorite stories of like, I was so excited. And I was like, please be nice no. Yeah, and I'm like, oh God, but not camera o- feature, camera feature. Not only that, <laughs> oh. you're sitting maybe like two rows behind me, and it's like on, on to the left. I, I take it we made eye contact at precisely the same time, <laughs> yeah. and it was and like, it was emotional too. We were like, you see, 
It was <laughs> it was honestly like you were our son. And I was oh. literally sitting next to George R. R. Martin too, which was even better that I used him to pull myself <laughs> up. Like I put my hand on his shoulder. Watch out, old man. <laughs> Come on there, Game of Thrones. Like No. Oh, I, we were so excited. That was the so modern fun. family people were a little bit weirded out that I was this excited about Jon Stewart when he had Well <laughs> the Game of Thrones people weren't they were confused as to why I was there in the first place yeah. that I they gave me a seat, but yeah. Yeah. So I at least had that. I that made me very happy. Well, Trayvon, I mean, what's what can I say? Oh, can, can I tell our origin story, yeah, if you yeah. don't mind? I don't know when you met Trayvon. Did you meet him at the Twitter Awards, too? Uh, no. No? We Maybe. were together. You didn't meet him that night? Did we, I'm I don't trying know. to remember when we actually met. I don't think we did meet yeah. that night. So anyway. Or if we did, it was like, like not. Brief. Yeah. We've talked about, think about We've talked about this on the podcast, like Jenny and I going to that first Twitter Awards right at, at the, the Improv. Improv. Right. And so we're there, and it was all awkward. It was all super (laughs) awkward because we're meeting all the people we know from Twitter, and we like, and there's people we love on Twitter, and then I would say approximately ten percent of them we love in real life, and but we were discovering that early on, and so Jenny and I were off kind of to the side, and so I'm sitting there, and this, you know, just walking, and all of a sudden. The largest black man I've ever seen in person comes up to me and without, he's like, Danny? I go, yeah. It's like, my name's Trayvon and I don't know if you have a black friend, but I would like to be your black friend. And I said, Trayvon, I would, I'm in need of a black friend. I would love you to be my black friend. And I thought that was the end of it. Like, I thought like, there's this funny young guy and he was, and I like, I immediately followed him, saw his Twitter feed knew nothing and then a few weeks what must have been like a month later or a week few weeks later it might have been like a week a week yeah. later he Trayvon DMs me he's like with a link and it's on Funny or Die and he had done this series of essays to Danny Zucker from your black friend <laughs> I think and they're still there they are and if you look him up and they are so funny it's like him just it's basically like how's it going let me tell you what's going on in my life it's like they're really and, that, and then at that point, I was like, oh, I love this guy. <laughs> like, he's now no longer just some weird rando dude. Right. <laughs> I actually remember now how we met. How did you guys meet? So, it was before I had moved out here to L.A., and I was coming back from, I was in Amsterdam, and I flew from Amsterdam to New York. Uh-huh. And Fancy. Lauren was in town. Oh, yeah. And it was like, Lauren's over, around. it was around like a January, it was cold, I just, like, I think I was in town for over a week and Julianne Smolinski was in town. And oh, yeah, yeah, remember, yeah. And I forgot. We were, I think we were somewhere in like the East Village or something. At Boobs Radley. Yeah, Boobs Radley yeah. was there and Lauren and there's a bunch of people from Fox News because we had oh, done Red Eye. Because uh, um, Andy, uh, Andy, Andy Levy was there. Yeah, Andy Levy was there. At that, yeah, at that yeah. bar. Yeah. And he was like, I just remember he was like, Trayvon's going to come. I'm like, oh my, we had followed each other, but right. we had never like actually right. yeah. met. And so that's that's how I remember like you coming in and meeting you for the first time. And I was, I was super Levy. jealous of your Jordan. Andy... I haven't seen him in a while either. I haven't either. I mean, See, Andy, if you're alive, call we us. Check text. On him. Andy, are you, <laughs> somebody <laughs> changing his water bowl? Or Andy, are you okay? Are you okay? By the way, follow good. at Andy Levy. Very if funny. It's still there. I don't even. Know. <laughs> Maybe it's just a ghost account. Maybe it's one of those like accounts that's there when people die and they sort of become memorialized. <laughs> <laughs> I should give you my password just so you can tweet when I die. 
I will. Okay, you'll well, do trust that. Trust me, I'll, I will. Oh, okay. that's. I'm going to take horrible things, and now that I'm gone, I'm going to I'm going to give you that, and then I also need you to just delete all of my DMs. Just, <laughs> just clear, clear your search out. history, clear need, everything. You know what? Get rid of it. This, that's really like when I was growing up. What you always heard was there was because I'm old AF. But you'd always hear AF. That just wow. You're cool with the kids. <laughs> like kids, that. kids love me. Got to stay yeah. in touch with the kids. No, I'm, I, Trey, man, Trayvon. I, how about that? LOL. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, poop emoji. I um, <laughs> um no, but the, it used to be like okay, if I die, you got to throw away all my porn. Like it was like the porn tapes, right. and that was sure. the thing. But now it's all about like. I need somebody in charge of my phone, take care of or my computer. It's like you got to clear yeah. all this stuff out. I feel like the moment now when you die, someone's just going to pick up your phone and put your thumb on it. I do too. I, I have thought phone. about that before. Like if I was laying there just uh, yeah, yeah. just dead and it's somebody's gonna, like, wait, there's your phone. Hold on. I want to see what shit. Just, yeah, Let me put her it. dead right thumb on this thing I'll, and see what she's got. I'll tell you what. like, if I'm and, like and, and I tell you what, if you do it, you're going to see some shit. I, I hope I die slowly enough that like I have the four, like it's like, ugh. I'm gonna you have enough it, like, time to more days. Sure. No, then I can just cut off my thumbs and then... <laughs> you could be like the movie Seven where the guy was just like cutting his fingertips <laughs> off. <laughs> like Kevin Spacey's shaving his fingertips off. So oh my God. Yeah. I, wonder, I bet someone's already done that. They had to. Oh, they I would have right? like, done that in a heart. If I was like... oh. God, if I worked at a morgue and somebody came in, it's like, is there a phone in their fucking pocket? Hang on, let me see that. <laughs> just put their thumb Yeah, on holy, it. look at the screensaver. Because yeah, once you get in, like, yeah. you have access to all their Twitter, their Instagram. No, like, you got yeah, everything. Yeah, they're sent items. trash I don't want my children finding that shit. <laughs> they, they probably know. <laughs> they know more than you kids do anyway. Yeah, they do. That's no, terrible. It, That's the worst part. No, it worries me. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, I gotta leave. I, That's I, why I don't have kids. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I didn't. So they don't find your dirt. I'm yeah, because I have stepkids that are, they're like, they know that I'm fucked up so that they will take care of it for me. <laughs> so on the last two podcasts where we had guests, we were told we were terrible interviewers mm-hmm. because we talk about ourselves too much. <laughs> but we also led off by saying the reason we started the podcast was because we thought we were funny. Yeah, we love us. Yeah, yeah. big fans. Isn't that why everybody does it? I'm pretty sure, but I, we owned up to it. We owned up to it. I think we're, we're, we're we think we're this exclusive clique, except no one wants to join it. But, <laughs> yeah. we, but we don't let anybody know that. <laughs> Lauren called us out super bad last week, which she was like, "So, Danny, you just talk and talk and talk, and then you say a word, and then Jenny, it makes her trigger something else in her brain, and then she starts another story, <laughs> and I'm just still sitting here like, I'm the guest, so." Do <laughs> you want to know about me at all? We're like, yeah, you're fine. Just but, keep sitting there. We won't go. Tra- I know, like Trayvon is now a thing, and you can Google Trayvon's him. And he's got, a thing. No, but he is. He's like, he's like, he's like a force in nature. He's like become, like I, I you know, it used to be like I'd look at his Instagram or his Twitter, and I'd be like, <laughs> poor kid. And now, <laughs> and now it's like it's so fucking happening. It, but your origin story is kind of amazing, right? You grew up where Compton. This is a guy. He's yeah. straight out of Compton. Look it's at a, how white you just sounded. <laughs> I purposely did that. Out of. Straight out of. But so like, okay, I I do have this question for you. So you and I, Trayvon, have been buds for a while now. Mm-hmm. So growing up as a kid, like who was the person that you were like, holy shit, that's how I know now what I want to do? It was probably when I saw Bring the Pain. Yeah. On HBO. Yeah. Bring it the was Pain. Just, it was, the, I, the I still Ross, watch that. Yeah. yeah. I still, I have still it remember. My, I have it. Like I have to I, watch it sometimes. I think I was. Show. I think I was you? eight years old oh when my that God. came out. I was a full-grown adult when <laughs> that came out. Wait a minute. How old are you, Trevon? Thirty-two. You're thirty. I always forget that you're. Yeah, because Bring the Pain was ninety. 
It was like 93. Nine, it was, 94. no, it was around, wasn't Bring the Pain, that was the black leather. No, no, Bring the Pain was the, the niggas versus black people. Yeah, but uh, what was he wearing? I always go by based on what he was wearing. Um, was it that black leathery? No, he didn't get leathery yet. That was still like early. That, he did that after That was his first MTV. HBO special. People get leathery much later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Bring the Pain. Bring was, the Pain was with was the big s- CR behind him. and Yeah. I th- uh, yeah, I know what you're I think it was 92. But wasn't, yeah, that was his breakout though, wasn't yeah, that? Yeah, that was, that was when it was like real, when he was, comedy just really took off. Because I. But didn't he do, was that the. That wasn't so the little Vita Loca bit, was it? No, no, no. That was that, that was, was uh, uh was the one Brian. when he uh, what's it? When he has I'm the big microphone up. and the glittery cover, yes, with yeah, the purple yeah. leather. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was amazing because yeah. I was always yeah, up. But bring the pain. Okay, to bring the pain. Oh, okay, pain ninety six. Wow. Was it so 96? that was my senior year of high school. That's why I wrote because I was like, it couldn't have been. 90, I know that I was at least. Holy shit! No, wait, bring the bring the pain was ninety six. Yeah, it? it says right here, first episode date ninety six June ninety six. It was right when I graduated high okay, school. Okay, so I was eleven. Yeah, and yeah. I just but I was the I saw it. I'm like, yeah, I was jawed even, like. God even then, that dang, was like that was when funny. I fell in love with comedy, but it wasn't. It wasn't like, oh man, like it's like watching. Chris Rock's not the first the person you want to watch to feel like you can also do that. Yeah, no, I like, know. He's the guy you watch and you go, oh, I shouldn't even try to do that. Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. It was intimidating. Right. If the pe- if people was. are this good at it, like, why even Why do even try it? <laughs> right. And so that was when I fell in love with it. Like, I recorded that on, on VHS oh, yeah, and yeah. I watched it, like, every day. And there were jokes in there. I had no idea what he was talking about. Of course. It was still, like, hilarious. Yeah. The Toss Salad Man. Like, it's oh, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> but like, I have no idea what he's talking about, but then I, he explains it, and it's like now I know what tossing salad is. I'm 11 years old. And what you learn, it's right. amazing. It's educational. <laughs> it's like tossing salad. So when you eat somebody's ass yeah. oh. with jelly or syrup, <laughs> I, I prefer, prefer syrup. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like okay, well now I know that. Yeah, and I'm walking around parroting these bits. Oh and God, I did that a million now times. Did, did, it's now, so great. Now, did your peers at 11 years old when you would try and do these bits? Are they like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Or did they watch it too? No, like we would. Sometimes people would, we would come to my house sometime and we would just pop the tape in, yeah. and watch it. And but were you like a? But would you try nerd? to mimic it? Would you try to like in front of your friends, or would you do it secretly for yourself? We would do it like amongst each other, yeah, yeah. and like some like a little the clean version around my mom like but when thing. everyone left and you're in your bathroom and you're waiting for like your bath to get warm right, you, and you're just like, do, like doing your chris rock impression yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. it was it was one of those things that you just love like i lived for the chris rock hbl special yeah and totally i was glad that my mom let me watch anything pretty yeah. much because like that stuff yeah. most people would like never let their kids watch that my sp- parents like, let me watch anything because they were just like don't be, you know, you're not dumb. Right. Just this like, is, that's how, but I appreciated is, that. I, this is really common in people who pursue comedy though, because my, my, like my, I don't know, my parents, I like to say they were permissive. I also like to think that maybe they didn't give a shit, but um, I was allowed to watch anything. Right. I was too, but my parents told me, look, like my dad would wake me up. He was, he was a chemical engineer. He'd wake me up at like coming in from a graveyard shift three in the morning. He's like, don't wake your sister up, but come in here. Okay, this is Cheech and Chong, <laughs> and just what you know. He goes, "Don't, don't do that." But I know you'll appreciate right. it. Like he knew my sister wouldn't give a shit about it, but he knew that I would, and it was like, "Thank you for knowing that, seeing that in me." My mom would do this thing where if we were watching something that clearly was for adults, uh-huh. and if there was ever any type of nudity or sex scene, yeah. she wouldn't like tell me to leave or anything. She would just look at me. 
while it's happening. Like, oh. you know, while, Let's like, make eye contact. Like, right? <laughs> like, like, should I look at you or should I just not? Like, I don't know what to do right now. Oh my god, I have had this. I, that would every time that there was a sex scene, like I'm watching something. My parents are like, I'm gonna go. I, I, I don't. I'm walking out of the room. I, like, I just wanted to leave because I didn't want to have like that moment. With should my I not? Parents. Look? Yeah. Like. I, I without a doubt had that. And the only thing worse than that is when you don't remember that there's a sex scene. A heavy sex scene in a movie, and you're playing it for your kids, right. <laughs> for your innocent daughters, and like there's serious fucking and sucking going on. I totally forgot that part, and like your daughters are looking at you, and it's like, oh, I cannot wait to read your memoir. <laughs> one of my one of my friends told me he forgot to. He, he he let his kid, I think she's like four or five, watch Bambi, and she would watch it all the time. Oh. But he would always skip over the oh the, mom the, the killing part. Yeah. And he forgot one time, and he he's in the other room, and he hears the scene happen, and then he just hears his daughter go fuck <laughs> from the other room. And it's like not only did she finally see it, she knows the word fuck. That, oh. when I was, she knew it was a fuck moment. That's amazing. When I was in elementary school, so in elementary school, like I had such a because I was I was very competitive, like by sports. I also was competitive with my perfect attendance. Wow. I maintained that shit. <laughs> what a and, dork. What a dork, right? But at the end of the school year, if you had perfect attendance, you got to skip a certain day and watch movies in the library. Oh no. And that's all I wanted. I wanted that movie day. <laughs> And it would start off with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Love. Yeah. I couldn't get... Willy but Walker. it would fucking end with Where the Red Fern Grows. If you don't know what this book is, it's where a boy from the Ozarks gets two red bone coon hounds that inevitably die as fuck. And <laughs> they're gunned. Like, it's so aggressive and not like, why is this my reward for showing... Like, I'm going to just fucking skip. That was like, a whole genre, though, in young adult fiction. Uh, yeah, yeah, Old Yeller and... Sounder. Older, right. What was it Old Yeller where the red friend grows? Yeah, Sounder. Sounder. It was like it Cujo. Was like, yeah, it was. Well, Cujo was a sick fucking dog. Yeah, but yeah. Well, there was another one. What was the other one that was like another dog? My dog has cancer. Was it that one? Yeah, What's it was the, like my dog's gonna die soon. Don't get dogs. My dog has um, AIDS. Yeah, AIDS dog. The the mom dying in Land Before Time. Oh my oh, god, Jesus! Yeah. That was. I watched that with my kids because I was always I was also. A oh, never ending story. Never where any, the, yeah, where yeah, the never fucking horse sinks in the swamps <laughs> of sadness. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I Why? Know. But it had that Kaja Gugu song, or the guy who was the lead singer of Kaja Gugu. I'm so fucking old. He had the, the never ending story song. Fucking Mozart? I don't know. Uh, no, it was, was Giorgio Moroder was the no, one that was like. No, but it had one song, like it was like, Jesus. it was like Kamal or Jamal. It was like this guy with like a. Giorgio Moroder, he was the one that did the theme song for Never Ending Story. Because my buddy Shooter Jennings just oh, did wow. an album that was like all, he did all of Giorgio's songs. And didn't he do all the fame stuff? Or, or the, no, um, uh, Flash I, Dance? Yeah, oh, he did that. He did Cat People from David oh. Bowie, Cat People. <laughs> See my eyes so And do you know green. that Shooter did the remake of it with Marilyn Manson? I would love to hear that. You should. I will play it for play you. For yeah, play that for us, guy. I, I don't and know the, his name. It was Lamal? Lamal? Oh, that's it. Oh, no, Lamal. Lamal? I was right. It had a mall. <laughs> but the ones with like the... Good job, Trayvon. <laughs> but there were those like those movies that were like, they did not hold back for children. It yeah. was like, people are dogs and pets are going to fucking die. Things are like, die just and you need to Girl pair nuts. And, <laughs> and now everyone's like, don't do that. It, it's very... Trigger warning. It's a, yeah, it's, it triggers. <laughs> Fuck kids. Okay, so I'm going to transition because like your break obviously was The Daily Show. Yeah. It was like the big break. I mean, you were doing stand-up for a while. Yeah. But 
I guess the thing I'm wondering about you is like, so growing up in Compton, there's other ways you could have gone. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, like I, I, we, we, you know what, what, what can happen there. And I remember early on in our when you were first like sort of thinking about going to the Daily Show or you wanted to do that, and you described yourself as a news junkie. When did that start? And were you a news junkie? And was that something you could sort of? I mean, you're a giant man, so I guess nobody's gonna fuck with you, <laughs> which I think helps. But when did that start? Like, I don't. I I've been trying to pinpoint when it really like flipped. I know, like as a kid, I would watch the news at night because my mom would watch it. Oh wow! And then as I got older, I think it was like freshman year of college, or a little bit a little bit before freshman year of college where I started watching cable news. Oh, wow. And then I just started, I don't know, it was like this weird thing where I just started like caring about shit. And was, what, so, because you're so young, was that like George W. Bush at that point? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, the Bush years. Um, my my freshman year of college was 2003, 2004. So, yeah. Uh, Where'd you go to college? Uh, Long Beach State. And you played basketball, yeah? Yeah. And that's a pretty cliche, but whatever. <laughs> um, go on. Yes. And so I remember from that point and then like discovering the Daily Show around that time when John had to, like yeah. John was the host and he had kind of flipped it to a lot more news than, than Kilborn. Kilborn did. Yeah. And so I had that show and I had the like cable news shows. And so I would go to class, go to practice, do whatever. And I watch a little bit of like cable news and I watch the show and it kind of just became a thing I was obsessed with. Was like, that was that like your grail, your holy grail? Like when you look at the Daily Show. Oh yeah, like that was the. There was a newspaper interview I did my senior year, and I think I actually like mentioned it in the thing. Where it's like that was the only show. Like my the way I thought my career would go when I when I turned from basketball to to TV and stand up was, I would write for like a bunch of okay to shitty shows, and then one day. I would get a chance to submit for the Daily Show, and I might get it. And then, like wow. it, compl- like the opportunity just came. And I was so, at the time, I was so intimidated by it showing up so soon. Yeah, that I was like, wait. Is this how it's supposed to happen? Well, 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 let me well, just tell you. So you're I, like 27, right? Yeah, I was 20. I was 26, going on 27. Oh, yeah. Well, I want to read this because this is something that I always think about, I, and what, for whatever reason, every time I think about you, I think about this particular. Like we became friends, but I pulled these tweets up. There's two back to back of them. The first one is December 18th, 2009. Trayvon tried to get Daily Show with John Stewart tickets. They're gone all the way up to 2011. Guess I got to get on as a guest then. And then the next one is from October 4, 2012. Holy shit. I just got hired on the Daily <laughs> Show by John Stewart himself. Completely numb right now. <laughs> I, had, I pulled that. I will never oh God, forget I've never seeing, seen it. I totally no, I, I will always remember oh my God. You, you tweeting that. Jenny, like, screenshot that and put that up. As I, will a, like, put it, I will never forget oh it. In my man. heart, Like I was like teary-eyed because Wait. I remember like that. Like that was you went from like I'm trying I to totally get. I didn't remember this 2009. That's I hilarious. Will never, that's fucked up. I never forget it. <laughs> but I'm like I'm gonna bring that up. It oh, was one of my so favorite funny. things ever. That you're like, I went from I'm trying to get tickets. <laughs> yeah, to, I have an I Emmy remember, now for writing for this fucking right. show. Like, I remember when I I remember that yeah. time because I was really trying to go to the show and it was like oh well that's not gonna happen and 
Oh god, I totally forgot about that tweet. That's oh, hilarious. I, that's so fucked up that I never forgot about that. That was one of my favorite things. Is like yeah, seeing that, and then all of a sudden I just go through, and it's like, holy shit! <laughs> I'm like, wait, I just remember the last one was you were trying to get tickets. Right, to that's show. so funny. And I loved it. It made me oh, so that's happy. Hilarious. I was like, that's. No, all of us were like everybody who knew you and amongst our friends and our group were like, we were all really emotional when you got that. Because tell me if I'm remembering this right. You went up for it once and didn't get it. Well, you know, it was the same time. So the original time I've submitted, that time I had come in second. Yeah, I was like, but it was like a really close second. Yeah, and they had been like still talking to me because they were like, we don't like. It was so close that we just like, we feel foolish to like let you just go back when you when we have another person who's so good at writing our show that we think you should be a part of this team so they were like let's just let us figure some stuff out and so a week after uh, a couple weeks after I submitted or a couple weeks a couple weeks after they told me that you know Roy Albanese of course yeah Yeah, like Rory Rory. emailed me and he's like like we're not kidding like we really really loved your stuff John really loved it like we should like let's meet when I come to LA and so me and Rory had lunch in September uh, or like late August, whenever the Emmys were, they were coming to to LA. To yeah. LA, he's like, when I come to LA, let's have lunch. And after that lunch, uh, two weeks later, I was going to Vegas to do shows. No, it was actually a week later. And he he, he texts me. He goes, "Hey, didn't forget about you. I'm working on some things. Like, sit tight." And I was like, "All right, like that sounds interesting." Sure. And then two, that was Wednesday. And then that Friday, he texts me that morning and was like. We want you to come to New York and meet with John next week. My assistant will be in touch. Wow. And I was like, all right. So in my mind, I'm like, I'm just going to get to go yeah. meet yeah, you John. And, like, and that'll be cool. Have some like FaceTime. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, like, for some future down right, road stuff. Right. Yeah, it's and like so, I'll use my manner so he'll remember that I was nice. Right. <laughs> That's yeah. what I always think. I'll be polite. And I didn't, I didn't want to get my hopes up. And my mom just kept going like, you're going to get a job. And I was like, wow. I'm not like, I'm not going to think that. I get a free trip to New York. I get to go to the Daily Show. Finally, cool. 2009. Yeah, yeah. Finally got tickets. Yeah. <laughs> we have the same. We have the same mom, by the way. <laughs> I wanted to go the whole time. Right, right. Four, four or five years later, yeah. here we are. So when I went and we had our meeting, it's just like we talked, and then it was over. And I didn't know at the time that he had already planned on hiring me. Well, your story is so funny because so. you have this meeting. And then it's like somebody tells you to just, hey, stick around for the show, right? Yeah. So after the meeting, it just ends. No one says anything. Right. Like, it, like all right, well, you're hot. Like, there was none yeah, of that. Yeah. It was just like, all right, cool. John's got to go get ready for rehearsal. Uh, and then Rory was like, let me show you some more of the building. And we go, like, walk around. and um, <laughs> Or he's like, yeah, come, just come to rehearsal. Here's a security pass. That's right. You get in <laughs> every day so when you're working. Here. I go watch rehearsal and the... Uh, rehearsals over or ending and I just tell Rory it's like hey can I get a picture with John before I go home like yeah cool like he's like actually come back for the taping and then we'll do it after and so uh, wow I came back I went to my hotel for like an hour came back to the show for the taping and I watched it from like the producer's table and then afterwards we go back and then in the rewrite room that's downstairs that was when John offered me the job in front of like everyone. And oh, he did in front of everybody. Yeah. Oh it, my it god, was, I would have been embarrassed. So... What did you feel? Did you cry? Or oh, you I like... cried so hard. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> did you cry in front of everybody? No, I waited until no. you cried in the car I, like a gentleman. As soon as, I, <laughs> soon as I got, my best friend Chris was with me. 
because he lived in Boston at the time and he came down since I was yeah. in New York. And so he'd been with me the whole time. And, and then when we got outside the door, that, that green, have you been before? Have you been to the show? Yeah. That green security door or, or it's white now. As uh, soon as that door Racist, closed. Yeah, it's fine. As <laughs> <laughs> soon as that door closed, he, like we gave each other the biggest hug and oh my like God. Yeah. my we I was staying at Inc. Forty eight on forty eighth and eleventh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Daily shows on fifty second and eleventh. Yeah, exactly. And I was like cried from fifty second to forty eighth. And and I called my mom crying. Like I just got hired at Daily Show. It's, it's and such a like, life change. Am I saying this for real or this? right? Like, cause it, it, I would, it all I'm, felt, be like, are they gonna call me back and say, Fuck you were joking? Yeah, it, like, it all I felt so s- fucking crazy. Yeah. Cause it, like all these things are going through my head, like I'm only 20 set. Like, I know what's happening. Like, yeah, yeah. I gotta go right. Like, yeah. Like, I don't even can I do this. <laughs> I don't even, yeah. Like, there was a whole lot of like, can I actually do this? I'm a fraud. Say, yeah. Like, I, yeah, I like, always do that. I fraud oh myself. My God, out. I'm yeah, like, like I, how did I read Yeah. My I was way like, it? fuck. I wrote a, like, a, a four script packet. Now I have to do this shit for real right. every day. And it's like, don't die. Like, don't get hit by a car right. before you actually come back. Yeah. Like, do like everywhere I'm going, I'm like standing back away from subway platforms. Right. Like, God. I'm gonna whole... be on Dateline. It's some <laughs> right. sad story about it. He had everything right. and just then before, nothing. Just before he had it all. That's how I am. I'm like the moment something good happens, I'm like, Fuck, yeah, I'm right. Building something to follow me. Like I've written probably like you know, 200 hours of television, and like right now I'm writing a script, and I am still utterly convinced. That when I turn in this script, this is going to be the script that everybody realizes. Oh, every fucking and, day. And they're like, oh my God, he's been fooling us yeah. for 25 years. Yeah, every, he's managed to weasel his way in here. And like, the, how the did first, you do that? It never goes away. I remember asking Oliver, John Oliver, like like after... Name dropper. <laughs> well, he worked there at the time. Uh, I'm uh, It was like right before he left the show to go to HBO... And I remember being in his office and I was like, hey, does that, you know, that feeling like you, you don't belong here. Right. Like we're like, you're just going to get found out. Like, does that, he's like, it never goes away. Right. Ever. It's like, it never, it's like every day you work here, I you felt, will feel that way. <laughs> I felt because I got into comedy, like I guess later in the game, because yeah. I was doing like sports producing and news producing. But the right when I was like. It's what I've always wanted to do my whole life. I watched my dad pass away and I'm like, you know, life's too short. Fuck it. Going for it. And so the first like like script I wrote, I remember I sent it to you. Yeah, I remember. I didn't, and I was so nervous to even send, send it, it to a you friend, up. you know, like right. to send it to a friend. You're so and exposed. I, and I said, do you still feel this? You've got like, you're like, yeah, every time. It's never going to go away. It doesn't. Yeah. And by the way, it's called imposter syndrome. It's a real the, thing. But then doing like stand up, it's the same thing. Like, if I stopped right before I got on stage and and I didn't care, I didn't feel a little, yeah, ting- I that would be sad, yeah, because it is fun to go like, oh, I'm about like, no, I re- okay, I, you know, I, I, you I, get up there and then all of a sudden you're like, wow, I'm doing it. I think, and part of it is like you just feel, especially when you're new there, because one, everyone is so nice, so you just feel like, like, man, who's gonna pull the rug out? Like, what yeah, the fuck yeah. is happening here? Yeah, and then you're like, I'm getting. Do you, do you ever do like, like, why are they being nice to me? Like, I always yeah, do like, that. I'm like, do, do they think I know someone or related yeah, to somebody? Like what, like, what is happening here? And then you're like. Every, especially that first like month, you're like, oh, every script is like, this is life this and is gonna death. Get me yeah. fired. Like, life and death. This is the joke that's going to get if me fired. One of your and, jokes doesn't get on, right, or something, like, you're like, I suck. I'm going to get fired. Or like, and there are plenty yeah. of days there, no matter how long you're there, at least in the, the, the way the show used to run when John was there, was there'd be days when you turn in your draft 
and two people write their version of one script and some days your script gets completely thrown out and John's like I like this one and it has nothing to do with at least you you learn like it has nothing to do with you as a writer so much as what he's looking for in that depth for that day that moment but in the moment yeah when you see your whole script you're just like oh "Oh, fuck I might as well like take down the shit I put up on the walls now (laughs) even when I was like an associate fucking news producer this is like I'm trying to make it to news producer and I would write stories and hope that mine would like that was going to be one of the ones that the anchors would read and when I would see, oh, that's that's my story. It's coming up. It's coming up. It completely changed. The producer yeah. actually rewrote it. Yeah. And it, I wanted to go flush my head in the toilet. It was I like the it. most just damning thing yeah. that it could do to your ego. But you have to like. I remember my, my office mate at the time, Jason Ross, who I think he works on the Jim Jeffries show now. Yeah. I remember him telling me because we were office mates when I first got there. He was like, don't get dismayed by that. He's like, we're uh, uh, this is a volume business. Like, yeah. we're just like, we just don't yeah. worry. Like. And there were days where your script was the one. Like, I mean, there's some days where it's like 10% of yours, 10% of theirs. Everything else gets thrown out. And he's like, go rewrite it with these notes. And there are days he's like, I like this one. Go take that one. Add this to it or take this away. And I'm like, yep, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't win today. I didn't yeah. get the. And then there's days where it's yours. And you're like, uh, this I, is the best feeling in the fucking but it's world. Almost, it, there is a, there's a level of, do you feel that there's a level of like, that's kind of how Twitter is? Yeah, you can have a day where you're just fucking on fire, killing. yeah, and then, and then I mean everything just over thousand likes, and then the right. next and it's then like a hundred likes. It flames. <laughs> and womp, womp, womp. I know, and the more it followers, just, and the more followers you get on Twitter, the more acute that is. But like for yeah. me, that's but but it it is the same way with work. It's like you're hot. Yeah, the next you know, dude. But I, you have to understand like it's gonna come back. Like you I have did, to give yourself that comp. You know, like I didn't terrible at doing that. I did not. Hang a picture in my office till season five of One Family. <laughs> Jeez, not <laughs> honestly. Seriously? I had bare walls because I've never had a job more than two years. Was that like fifteen my, seasons ago? That was like we're, your we're office right. looked like the backroom casting couch guy. Right? It was. We're just like we're a gonna, fake okay. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna transition because you don't know this story. Well, so last. I want to get to no, that. No, but finish your story. No, but that's it. I mean, you're always, and everybody, like, I had, like, in the way that we're saying it never goes away, I had a guy who was, like, he was, like, the second in command at Seinfeld. He was, like, 10 years ahead of me, Larry Charles, but we had worked together when I was a kid. What was and, that name you always see pop up in the credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I was, that. like, I remember telling him, like, when I left, because my first gig was writing, it was Arsenio, right. and we were, like, you know, and by the way, I was 24, so I kind of beat you, but anyway, <laughs> not a big deal, but, um, uh, but I remember it t- talking to him after that, and I was like, he was on Seinfeld, he won an Emmy and all that stuff. I said, oh my God, you must never worry at all anymore. And he's like, no, I worry every single day. <laughs> yeah. And that was both disheartening and encouraging. Yeah, it's a, it, it is to find out that like, Imposter syndrome runs amok among the best it's, people in the well, it's business. It's like David Radcliffe have you read his uh, book Fraud. Yes, it's the greatest. I love it. It's, it's the greatest. If you haven't read it, I'll give I gotta it to read you. that. I'll yeah. give it's it greatest. to you. But it's like, but I, you know, I, I notice as a, when I've run a show or when I've been like at the top of a show. Okay, inevi- we get it. Inevitably, <laughs> inevitably, when there's a writer who comes in and turns in their script and says, "I kind of nailed it. I can't wait for you to read this." I am always disappointed. <laughs> it's like, I don't understand that mindset. Is it as bad as when someone goes, you're in comedy, you want to hear a joke? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst shit you've it's, ever heard in right. your life. You're like, 
oh god i like i want to not be in comedy you got a fake laugh just, at it yeah oh man that's yeah <laughs> it's so comedian. great yeah no, you nailed it i want to uh, kill myself i have okay so i have a question so when you were you played basketball in college what'd you get your degree in criminal justice did you really what was mm-hmm. your minor I almost minored in sociology, but yeah. I was bouncing between psych and social. That's how I ended up in criminal justice. Did you do like fine arts or art? Sociology uh-huh. and then criminal justice. See, I was I, sociology. I was obsessed with it. Yeah, oh my God. It's, it's, it's the study of human behaviors. One now of the, it's the most, especially as writers and comedians, I feel like it's just a part of our natural state of being. You su- have to be obsessed with yeah. how everything works, how it's people super work. Everybody's valuable. like, everybody's go-to. Like that's all my like stand-up is so... Okay, why did somebody yeah. post that picture and put that filter? And like, how like, many times did it take them to? Yeah, like <laughs> how many the best. pictures did they go? How many selfies <laughs> to to get their fucking shit in the background? Product placement. <laughs> and like, I, I'm so obsessed with all. Yeah, of like it. the usually some of the best stand up bits are somebody breaking down so perfectly how people do a thing or think about a thing. Yeah, exactly. And it's something we see every day. Yeah, and, and you never notice it. Yeah. Caught, what Do you have a joke? Do you have something that you tell It's like your favorite thing that you've... Like, do you have a favorite um, that you get, uh, like, the biggest... In stand-up or just in, in stand-up? Yeah, yeah, like in stand-up. Don't speak for me, Danny. I swear to God, if you do that. <laughs> I've had it with I you. End you. I will fucking uh, end you. Just what? a little poll at the end. Do we feel Jenny a has poll. monopolized this conversation? Because <laughs> I'm... I'm actually asking questions. No, it's... You're, you're, you've been on point. I'm I fucking Larry Kinging this bitch. You, like, you don't even know. Go better than Larry King. Aim higher. Okay. I mean, I feel like the two bits that I really like to tell now are... Uh, I mean, one like I don't really tell it anymore, but like the story of getting an email about like winning a free cruise, right? And, like, yeah. how, like <laughs> no black the person who wants a free cruise, <laughs> like that whole thing. Uh-huh. I love and, that. And and about how if <laughs> about why black people don't go to therapy because if black people went to therapy, there'd be no rap music. Right. And so that's I, great. I haven't heard you do that. Babe. Yeah, like that's one I just I've been doing like the last <laughs> like year or so, just like. Stretching it out because I it, that actually that thought occurred to me when I did uh Sarah Andy uh oh Sarah Thire yeah when I did her her, her show Crybabies yeah no no the other the one that uh, she had was at Bar Lube was called or? like therapy uh, uh, yes. oh yes yeah yeah I know I know what that yeah, is yeah I did yeah, that her, one once before her too, therapy themed comedy show yeah. and I was like fuck like black people to, I kept thinking it's like I didn't, I don't I'm one of the only people I know in this business who's like who doesn't go to a therapist all my friends are like yeah. oh yeah my therapist my therapist my therapist I'm like yeah. is there something wrong with me because i don't do to, it wait to me like then, like the therapist i'm the same way because i'm like i forgot i wouldn't even want to tell people i'd be so humiliated but they, that everyone talks about it like it's fine i don't and, like, and everyone's I, cool with it i'm not the i don't this is much easier do for it. jews i'm just gonna say like, <laughs> i'm not jewish Jew, Jew, i did not like, i am a jew it's like if it's, i tell my mom i was going to therapy she's like, what the fuck is wrong like she would she wouldn't say fuck she would yell at me for wasting money my mom was like when i went because I started going, I, I I like wanted to go to therapy forever, but like I went started going in my twenties, and it's like, oh, I'm sure you're complaining about me, right? And it's like <laughs> that was it. It's like you didn't even come up yet. I'm sure you're complaining, but my mom will go, oh, I, when I'm like, oh, I have a set tonight, and then the next day I'll talk to her, and she'll go, did you talk about me the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, no, I didn't. It was one of those things go. where I thought about it, and I was like, oh yeah, like 
only my white friends tell me about their therapist. And it's like, I don't know any black people in therapy, but because I mean, a lot of it has to do with having, being able to afford it and having access yeah. to it. But it's also, but, if you have a disposable income, why would you want to spend it on a therapist? Yeah. A lot of, talk to my a friends, lot of people like, do. That would be it. I was like, well, like I can actually afford it and I still don't go. So what is that about? I would and, rather buy more Jordans. I think, <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, Retail therapy. Those gym I, I, to come out right. I grew up around like a ton of like, like I grew up in Jersey. So I was a, a ton right. of Italian guys who also never went to therapy but I, I, I think it's probably the same with black guys because I think like you guys <laughs> even like, when you say this this sounds so white <laughs> no, no I know I'm, when you I'm, guys, the, I'm the whitest fucking guy in the world but I do think like those cultures are so like like you say what you're feeling right like, there's never like there's no like there's no subtext like amongst my Italian <laughs> right. friends it was like I'm fucking sad right now right. and it's like and like you and I, I feel it's the same with my black friends. They're like all, but with like Jews or wasps, like we're all so fucking repressed. And it's like, okay, good. No one's here. They're not right. miking. I need to tell you something. Right. I, I masturbate in public. But yeah, like I, at the, as I was preparing for that show, I was just like, all right, I have to do comedy specifically about this. And I was just like, I started thinking about it. Why? Why don't we go to therapy? What would, uh, how would the world be if more black people went to therapy? And I was like, well, clearly like rappers are the most like, yeah. if they, if they work their shit out in private, like every, yeah. all of your favorite rap songs wouldn't exist. No, they would suck. And then I just started like going through like a bunch of different rappers, like what their lives would be like if they'd gone to therapy, like DMX and the Wu-Tang Clan and that kind <laughs> of thing. My dad, li- woof, woof, but it's okay. We talked about it later <laughs> yeah, on. Like, and it was all right. like DMX yeah. would have a thriving medical practice. He would have never <laughs> yeah, become DMX a rapper. Yeah, DMX would be like, like yeah. DMX. <clears throat> no, my father was. okay. I got over my it. Father was, my father was just trapped in a cycle of abuse that was sent from his father. <laughs> right. And I forgive him. No, I was like. <laughs> I mean, okay. Dad or dad, but that's not really the way it has just to, to conti- be. Just to, continue, <laughs> just to continue being white, I mean, cleaning out my closet by Eminem would be nothing. It's like, right. mom, mom, we worked it out. It's cool. Yeah, everything's fine. Everything. We're all one big happy family. We would go straight <laughs> from cleaning out my closet to headlights. And we'd be fine. I, but I think that's actually why I like sociology because I never wanted to go to therapy. I just wanted to learn it on my own. Right. Like, Figure I want to know what the fuck's out. wrong with me by myself, but privately. Not, Jenny, I've known you for a long time. Yeah. You have a Jane Goodall approach to human behavior. Thank because you. Like, yeah, you you see me at a zoo. No, <laughs> no, but you'll step outside and observe. And sometimes you'll, you'll be observing and I will feel like the fucking chimp throwing my poop at somebody. Yeah. So. Well, I'm glad that you see it so I don't have to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But why, So let me ask you this. So while you're playing basketball, what position were you, by the way? I played small forward, power forward, and center. So did I. What? Um, <laughs> I was amazing. I don't want to brag about it. I'll we'll post a picture of me playing guy. Do that. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. But did any of your like friends know that you wanted to be in comedy? Like your when you were in college, did you like? Uh, it didn't really. I didn't really focus on it until like my junior my junior year. Once I had knee surgery and I was like out for like a year for rehab. Yeah. Then I started taking film and writing classes. Right. And one of the cla- one of the professors who my advisor connected me with was teaching a stand-up comedy class. And in order to pass the class, you had to do stand-up. Oh my God. So you spent the year working on like what it means to have a voice and like breaking down all these things that like great comedians have. And then you are also over the course of that, that semester writing your five minutes. What a life changing fucking class. That's insane though. Like, so that for me was like, Oh shit. Like before at first I wasn't going to do it. And he was like, all right, do this, go home 
write me two pages of jokes, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. And then I did it, and he was like, fuck that, you're doing the class. He was like, you don't need to do that. Ba- he was like, fuck basketball, like, you should be doing this. Yeah. And How so amazing. I took the class, and wow. I ended up doing the best in the whole group. I'm sure. And <laughs> I got into this, uh, a producer, it was at the Ice House in Pasadena, and I got into this contest they used to have annually because one of the producers from that show was at the show and I ended up making it to the finals of their contest. So like the first four times I ever did stand up was like a class and then all the way like through winning through a competition at the Ice House. Oh, that's and insane. What was the because I remember this distinctly when I was doing stand up and because that's how I started too. But it was like, did you what was the first bomb like for you? So it's funny. My first bomb came in that competition, yeah. In the in that finals, because I didn't watch the person before me, and we did like almost the exact same joke oh. about a about That's, a like a yeah. commercial that had been running at that time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was like a drug commercial, a prescription drug commercial. And I start out and everything is great, and then I do this joke. And it's like radio silent, like fucking and you're like, pin drop. Is my zipper and I was like, <laughs> it just felt like the like someone knocked the wind out of you. Cause fuck yeah. yeah, I had gotten used to the rhythm, and I was like, I got my set ready, and I've been like mulling over this same five this five minutes for like forever. Yeah, and as soon as it happened, <laughs> I was like, oh man, like it's so fucking quiet in here. Like I don't know what happened. It w- it didn't even feel like. The joke wasn't funny. It felt like, like the mic wasn't on. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't even like on? it wasn't even like a <laughs> like that was kind of yeah, funny. Yeah. They didn't laugh at all. Yeah, and I was like, oh fuck. And as a like this being my fourth time, yeah. I don't know how to like navigate these waters. And I'm like, all right, go to the next. And I'm like, and I start kind of like talking to people a little bit, but also like trying to remember the rest of my set because I'm yeah. so thrown off. And then I just ended and I get off. And then my uh, my college professor, who's like still one of my mentors, was there, and we go outside. I was like, "What the fuck was that?" He was like, "The the guy before you did that exact same joke." Well, that's so horrifying. And I was like, "But at least you had a decent. At least you had." So I'm like, it was also my fourth gig, and I was like 17. So I'm like going up in New York, and I did pretty well, and I was like a kid, and it went well. And I got my first paying, I was at like the, the um, comic strip, and which is no longer there, but somebody there said, hey, I book a club in Roslyn, Long Island. So I'm like going out to Roslyn, Long Island. It's my first paying gig. I'm making all the 20 bucks. And I'm driving out there, and I'm feeling cocky because my first four times, never mind the fact that I've also packed the audience with my high school friends. Right. And so, of course, it's, it's the killing. worst thing you could possibly <laughs> do, Out by the doubt. way. Yeah. I'm 17. I'm not that smart. <laughs> but I had great hair. And, uh, uh, but... Uh, I go out to Roslyn, Long Island, and I, I you know, again I have my ten minutes, and it's like that I've worked, been think, mulling over for a, a year. Right. I get out there, the opener, which always killed, always the four times before killed. <laughs> I get out there, nothing, and then the next one, nothing, and these fucking people hated me, and. I remember, like, I was supposed to do 10 minutes. I did five. I walked off the stage, and at this club, you couldn't go. There was no, like, wings backstage. You had to walk through the audience <laughs> to get back out. And I'm not kidding. I walked up the aisle, and about, like, if there were 10 rows, at row seven, I that was when the tears came. <laughs> 
and they didn't stop for the hour drive back to New Jersey where I live. Oh, man. And it was like, I could not fucking believe how painful it was. Yeah, it it's fucking It's bombing, sucks. but it's like, it's... It, it gets sucks, better. But it's funny. Like, well, now it does. Yeah, now, like later, it's like, oh, whatever. Fuck that shit. Yeah, like, but no, I've been doing it now, and it's so much easier because if I bomb, I at least know. I'm I've, like, I go home and I have a house. I have like, right. five. Yeah, I, I feel have, okay. I have about five like, Emmys and a ton of money. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, like, like bombing is so much easier it's when like, you've I had made a good it. Good career like, as like, a TV news for like I saved up. Right. So like when I you people laugh, I have. Trophies it, and money. Yeah, it, but it's still like I didn't have it. I made nine dollars an hour running the teleprompter <laughs> and, and miking up the anchors. That was my first job, like doing the. I ran the studio camera and a morning show. Like I made nine bucks an hour, but it was like you know what? I don't like you get where you just don't care after a while. Like right. life happens to you, and you see real pain growing right. up, and you see real life happen. Then you go up and like. Okay, that didn't work. This is not the worst thing. But it's still <laughs> funny when something happens when like I got up one time and I couldn't understand why. It's like the crowd's packed and I I thought everyone's laughing and I did but I couldn't hear the person. The way the green room was, you couldn't hear the person yeah. in front of you. The guy was tanking, so he just chose to just start just fucking cussing out the crowd <laughs> and just yelled at everyone. Oh and then God. it's like, you fuck y'all, mic drop, walks off. And then it was like, well, Jenny Johnson, come on up. And I'm like, how's everybody doing? <laughs> and they just stared daggers at me the whole time. And I couldn't get like, I'm like, what did I do? I really thought that but I was like, I've always been nailing like, it. I, I, about 10 years ago, I started, I came up with this idea that like, I just like show business in general and comedy in particular, it's a, Getting punched in the face contest. Yeah, it's like like people ask like, how you take a punch. <laughs> it's like how many times can you get punched in the face and still get back up there? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like and in a writer's room, and I know you know this. Yeah, like I worked with brilliant writers who could not take the rejection. Like they're brilliant, but they couldn't take the idea that none of the other writers laughed, and they don't last. Right. So it's basically it's like I pitch something in the room, I do something on stage, it dies, and like longevity seems to be about like okay you just kick me in the balls I'll go stick with the face you just punch me in the face um, and I'm gonna okay fuck you I'm gonna go up I'm gonna do another one and, right. and that's what but it's so hard to do and it's an acquired skill for sure yeah, taking the punch like it it, that's, it was the same way when I was in news and stuff like that like like the first time you start writing your news script and you're sitting there in that conference table yeah. with all of, and you and somebody goes you know in front of everyone like pfft let's doesn't even know right. where well, like, you're so dismissed and it's so it's so mortifying but <laughs> right. it's like you you still show up the next day but you got it's all it, about showing up the next day it, it, it's the fact that we're all still doing what we people, do because we showed up the next day it's funny because those people act like they've never been in that position yeah and now they're like and it's like your wife didn't life. blow you last night right. so now you're treating me like, like shit. you've been on the other side yeah. of that but like i was in uh, <laughs> i have a story about this too Go i was in aspen two weeks ago for the ideas festival and they have a comedy night and so th this year was my second year going. Last year, I went and I did the comedy night. And that was the one you did with Love It and Caitlin Flanagan. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. and so, like this year, like it was like Love It and Katie Couric and fucking all these news people who like Amazing. to have this night where they do a thing they don't normally do, which is try to be funny. And last year, I went. Which can I, be painful. Right. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So last year, I go and I fucking destroyed. I like, like. I didn't even, it was just the perfect storm yeah. of comedy where like the guy before me had did something really, like that set me up really, like oh, it was it just was like perfect. everything was perfect. And the next day, like 
Aspen's full of rich people, millionaires, billionaires, a lot of billionaires at this particular thing, a lot of billionaires and cold and frosty all these personalities. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so the next day, all of them wanted to be my friend. I became friends with so many rich people last right. year. This year, I don't know what was different other than like my guess is the president. And uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I think that's a good guess. Yeah, I but did. I was like, all right, I'm going to do like a lot of new stuff that I like wouldn't like that I've been like working on and man <laughs> they were fucking ice cold like it was yeah. crazy like there were a lot of laughs in the back and in like the corner and I was like I had noticed the the I'd watched the night go on and they put the like couple of real comics on the show at the end to let everybody else like yeah. go and like yeah. Pete Dominic's in the show yeah and as the show's going like they're kind of bad for everybody and then the guy who runs it comes up to me and he's like we're going to put one of the comics in the middle to like liven up this thing. Was it you? And no, it was Pete Dominic. So like uh, last year, so Pete he, Dominic he went last. He was like last. the fluffer of the Right. <laughs> so last year, Pete went last and it was like not that great because everyone was tired already. The yeah. show had gone an hour past how long it was supposed to go. Everyone goes over their time because non-comics don't know how to fucking monitor what five minutes is. Of course. Yeah, there's and, no red light to right. tell everybody to get the fuck off the stage. And yeah. so uh, this time when they came and asked us, he was like, he asked me if I want to do the middle and Pete was like, uh, uh, he's like, he's like, let me do the middle. I was like, he's like, cause I want to get out of here. I was like, all right, yeah, fine. And, and so, and he was like, and also I ate shit last year when I did when I did the end. So, and I was like, fine, I'll bite the bullet this year. Yeah. And I went last and like love it went up and he bombed and he was like, really? What the? Yeah. Like it was crazy. And was it because of the politics? Do you think? Well, that, well, see, that's what I was wondering. Was it, was it a lot of political? Were, like, so John, John, for those of you who don't know, John Lovett does is part of that Crooked Media podcast yes. group. It's Amanda, not John Lovett. Not not John Lovett. It's John Lovett. He was an Obama speechwriter. Right. He Pod Save America. Pod Save America. Love it or leave it. Co-created. Super uh, great guy. Co- great guy and co-created um uh or, or created uh sixteen hundred pen. Yeah. A, a sitcom that I thought was funny too. And so uh, everybody's kind of bombing, but they were laughing at Trump jokes and like booing Trump for the most part. And I was like, okay, so they're not a Trump crowd. And this is, this is put on by the Atlantic, like a very liberal. You would think. Like, and but it's also Aspen. Right. But it's Aspen. It's and Aspen, so yeah. the, That's what, the crowd is like, seems pretty progressive. And I go and I did these jokes that I did at this show at Caroline's. That was like a Trump show. Mm-hmm. And they're like killed at Caroline's and like, fuck, they were giving me nothing. Yeah. Oh and no. So, uh, after me, I like drop in Michael Che and Colin Jost were mm-hmm. there, and they did like they closed, even though they weren't supposed to, they weren't on the show. They just kind of guest dropped in. And how'd they do? Before I went up, Che comes up to me, he goes, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> like, that's how bad it was. He's like, I don't want to really? do it. Really? Yeah. And I was like, no, you got to do it. He's like, once it's political and yeah. you, you don't feel him, like, and, oh, and but the worst. Che, like, Che kind of ripped him open a little bit because he was like, I know what it is. He's like, some of y'all, it's the secret Trump voters in here who don't want to laugh. He's like, because y'all like... That's a great... Yeah, yeah. You guys know. He's like... Look to your sati- right, your left. <laughs> right? He's like, statistically, there are some of y'all in here and you don't want to admit it. You want to like, all your progressive friends yeah, yeah. are in here and you know what, like, the like the fucking S- the dude who owns Estee Lauder yeah. sitting there and like, I became friends with Linda Resnick who owns Fiji Water, a yeah, wonderful yeah. brand and... She is not a pro-Trump person, and so she does her thing, and it like kills. Yeah. And You'd be like, and some of you are gay too, statistically. <laughs> right? <laughs> but I also think they, I also think they laugh at, at they love Linda because they want to 
get keep getting invited to her parties. Exactly. She, she throws these really awesome parties at her like it's estate. it's like it's like a socially political thing yeah, too, where right. they're trying to like ah, I right. want to really get it. So, uh, <laughs> lose that invite at dude. the end of the so the next day, people were coming up to me and they were like, "Man, you were really funny." I don't know what was wrong with that crowd last That's night. That's so funny. And it was like what what I discovered from talking to people. Someone told me that last year they didn't reserve seats in the space. They let people who wanted to come to the show oh, wow. come to the show and sit wherever they want. And it was and the, the since the festival happens in two waves, first wave and second wave, that day a lot of second wave people had gotten had just gotten into town before the show started and came to the show with no energy. Oh, wow. And then the reserved seats weren't for people who like wanted to be there. They were no. people who was just like they're just mad this, that they're like, there. Yeah. Yeah, there's like this rich person, mm. that person, that person. And then they don't really like want to participate like, that's the and so worst. it was just the worst setup yeah it sounds pretty diverse like white millionaires and white billionaires yeah so they got that, yeah they got yeah. it was like millionaire billionaire millionaire billionaire <laughs> the thing is like people would but it, it didn't matter like white billionaire millionaire to me i think it's like if you're a dick you're a dick yeah it doesn't matter what your bank statement reads if you're there no. there there's wonderful people everywhere and there's assholes everywhere everywhere they, are they were not sprinkled trying, about yeah. and you have to it was so you have to weird. sniff out the good ones and the bad ones it's like yep can't wait for this to be over yeah yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, we probably have like uh, another 10 minutes to talk about stuff. I'd love to take a break right now because I have to pee and I'm old. Yeah. And so is I a, also have to pee. I have to I pee. As well. Oh, he's young and he has to pee. So we're going to take a break now. Assuming we get a sponsor, this get, is where it would go in. I'm trying to get Bud Light to do it. Cause <laughs> I just drink Bud Light. No, she's is been drinking Bud Light all the a, time. Is there a sponsor that you... Fleshlight? Like tux, tux pads. Tux, tux pads. Um, <laughs> is, is Lipitor looking to sponsor a podcast? Tommy Bahama. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Okay, we'll be right back. Well, hey, welcome back, everybody. We all had um, fantastic peas. Uh, Danny oh, yeah. peed in my backyard, so that was cool. Well, here's the thing. So, Jenny, is, you have two bathrooms. I you do. don't mind me talking out of turn. Trayvon peed in one, you peed in the other, and there was no place for me to pee, so I marked. Well, you peed <laughs> where you deserve to pee. Outside. In my backyard. Outside with Birdie. Uh, no, Birdie's. In the pool. Well, she's right there sleeping. Okay. And also, just Birdie update for those who are really fans, not a single fart. Nope, she got one. There was one. Oh, there was? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. And the moment you say it, it's she's going to release the fucking house. I missed like it. I did a lot of coke in the 90s, so my sense of smell is not fantastic. I, it no, she's almost 14. It wasn't one of her like strong ones. It was just like, it woke her up. I saw her wake up, and then I smelled it. And I Literally like, oh, the like, first podcast we did, it, her whole body, it wasn't even a fart. I don't know. Danny said she smelled like she died two years ago, and that's like <laughs> the best way to describe it. Like It was one of the rankest, like... No. Well, you came over one time around my birthday. Yeah. We were sitting outside, and, and she, she just decides, like, I'm going to sit right next to Trayvon. I'm going to snuggle up to Trayvon. Outside, you were like, yeah, no, she's been farting the whole time. Yeah, like, it's not. Rip. And this was outside, so. No. It's, she's gifted in town. It's, so a de- it's a death camp in her ass. You know what? She's a, she's a special lady. She is. She's a special lady. She's a special squishy girl. Well, Trayvon, I'd love you to hear the story that my good friend Jenny called me yesterday with. Um, so, sh- Jenny, you were opening for who? In- okay, this now, guy, do you you Google porn, I'm assuming, you, you porn, or don't, uh, don't talk too loud, we talked about that. 
Yeah. Don't, don't you ever speak up. He's shaking his hand and stroking his shaft. <laughs> but you look, okay, you porn, red to porn hub. Yeah, they're they're sure. all there, free porn. Everyone has their go-to yeah. things. And there's certain ones that you just know, like, like I'm sure if you were at Ralph's shopping and one person walked by you and you'd yeah. be like, oh, I know my you. God. Oh, my God. How am I such a fan of your work? Okay, so I was in Phoenix opening for Nick Swartzen, <laughs> and I flew into Phoenix, and we were going to be performing in Tucson. Nick's flight was canceled, and I was staying at this airport hotel. And I get there. There's a bartender. There was two guys sitting at the bar top, and I was just – I put my earbuds in because I don't want to, like – be messed with have a couple drinks and i'm like and i could tell the whole time i could hear him going yeah i'm gonna talk to her and <laughs> like they were doing that like obnoxious right. dude and after a few drinks i was like great i want him to because i'm gonna fucking burn him like i <laughs> you know i was just being a dick and the moment i get up the they're oh what do you do yeah i hear you're oh yo i've seen you on drunk history the only real the only reason was because nick had called and checked in right and said make sure to put her room on my room and right. therefore that's how they must have googled me or something uh-huh. no one looks and knows who I am and they're like well why don't you ask this guy what he does I look at this sleazy looking guy with his <laughs> cell phone you know and a holster on his hip and he's like entertainment adult oh, holster inter- you know, one of those. Like, yeah. He really did. He had an outside. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> in yeah. 2017. That's yeah, even yeah. grosser than what I'm about to hear yeah, that he yeah. does for a living. And uh, I could see the bartender guy was kind of chuckling. The other guy, yeah, he said, I'm in the entertainment industry. Adult. I'm like, porn. Okay, yeah, great. I get what In what capacity? Come on, come on. Are you, do you do, like, are you right. a director? I do all of it. This uh, it's um, it's backdoor casting couch, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> shut up! I'm such a fan <laughs> of your work. Are you kidding me? And he was like, you know, I'm like, yes, you're the one, and you tell the girls that there's not a job at the end of it, and oh, I said, man. you're the ones that I said you've got to get a bobblehead doll or something for your desk <laughs> or a plant because I'm not buying that that they're that scared and oh, frightened. And I said, there's some girls that sell it, the other ones don't. You really need to work on because it all it's all like I know that and Jenny called me knowing that I would know <laughs> exactly. laughing my ass but, off but I was like but Danny you, only you would I know. appreciate this <laughs> but not only I even that. told the guy I was like and you go straight to anal st- you, it takes years for people to get to anal you do it so quickly and it's no, I'm not buying it it's just yeah. not buying no, it no these man. are like this like I'm always like you're playing a virgin Take the nipple rings out because <laughs> yeah. your C-section scar is really giving you away, young lady. But the way you like, I wasn't sure we were talking about the same guy, and then you said he's the guy with the weird belly button. He's a weird belly button, <laughs> and I was—they like, always cut his head off so you don't see his head. Well, no, it's all—it's like isn't it pixelated or? Well, it, but it's also they, they try to like they'll pixelate it, but they just are yeah. crop it. But he has a weird belly, but a weird Audi. <laughs> I know, and it was like once you said that, I said. I, I know that. that you would know. It's not like my go-to, but I am familiar with his oeuvre. But I sa- <laughs> and I sat there and schooled him on like what I said. Like, look at the ones. There's ones with three million views. Those are the girls that looked frightened. Those are the actresses <laughs> that people want to see. Not the ones with the C-section scars. They're tatted up to shit. They're not afraid. Their no. boyfriend's not waiting in the car outside. No, you know, <laughs> like absolutely. They have this. No, they're, 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 the guy the, was so mortified by me. I'm like, I hope they still keep making these. I may have ruined that guy's for life. If you have a pierced labia, I don't believe this is the first blowjob you've ever given. Yes, I don't I'm sorry. Know. How is your daughter suckling on a Chinese throwing star that's <laughs> three? Your nipple, like, it's the. Am I? Like no one on. wants this. 
No one wants to see the girl whose asshole looks like the Lincoln Tunnel. Like, yeah. no, exactly. this is not and then they're like, no, this is my first time doing this. Fuck, it is not. I've it is never so done it. not the it first so time. First of all, this. you're 50. I want to believe it. Yeah. <laughs> you're a grandmother. Like, come you're on. a grandmother playing barely. You're, you're a 35 year old grandmother, probably. <laughs> yeah. Some no like one, 16 and you pregnant. Sh- like. should have been, you should have known something was wrong. No one casts 35 year old women. What are you doing? Here? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> unless you want to, unless you're trying to cast a mother and some. No, <laughs> like lifetime movie. And look, good effort on the pigtails. It's helpful. But it doesn't. <laughs> the knee-high socks, the pigtails. I like when they do the glasses, like you know, right. the oh plastic. That's when, they, that's when they're smart. That's that's how you know. They're no, different. I work in a it, library. It's like Superman. I'm like, she was just on before. You just put glasses on. Like, I know exactly what you're She's doing. Got vaccination scars. Oh no. um, yeah, oh, one of those big inoculation <laughs> bullet hole right. scars that are through like people that are of a certain age. Right. They have the, do you have one of those? Born I do. Uh, let's see it. Roll it up. It's, I know it's on your left arm. Like boom! <laughs> it's not that big, but you I, can't even say like. Uh, no, but, but but I know how bad people want to go. Like, no, nah, shot. <laughs> it was drive by. It, it was fucked up, man. It's no, like, anybody no, like forty five or older. Has no it. crystal at the pool at <laughs> the all inclusive resort. In I haven't checked in a while, but mine's kind of faded now. Finally, no, it looks cool. Yeah, yeah. I can't see it. <laughs> yeah, good for you. That's it's hot. just actually on the light on. I can see it. Yeah, you'll 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 be able to notice that. <laughs> um, well, I mean. Trayvon, any, look, I feel like we've covered a lot of ground. Anything you want to add? No, oh, this has been fun. You're it's like our, you're like truly you're welcome one, anytime. You're one of our favorite people. I feel like we've sat here in Jenny's uh, room yeah. here, house, and we've had this, but we just haven't had microphones. Yeah, before. we got microphones. Now. Yeah, now we got microphones. Um, and I, people are, and you're nice to us, as opposed <laughs> to Michael McDonald and Lauren. Yeah, Michael, they were, Michael can be mean. He can be a mean guy. Michael yeah, and is, they both just told us it was shitty interview. <laughs> uh, Michael, Which, while, while true, it still hurt. Michael was cruel. So anyway, we've come to the, before <laughs> before we go, I, I always like to give Guy a chance to just weigh in. What do you think of the show so what far, think, guy? guy? I think you guys did a pretty good job overall this time of really getting deep. I really, I'm so yes, sorry to so anybody done. listening. We're so it done was, with you. I it was, that was guy, a nightmare. Jesus. We can cut that out, right? We can cut guy out, right, guy? You can cut yourself out. Just cut the applause out too. <laughs> guy is wearing a great T-shirt, by the way. He's wearing a great T-shirt. It's can stop, will stop. And you is said that, that was is that the Elon Gale shirt? Yeah. Oh, oh, how do you know that? Well, looky I'm, here, Elon's my buddy. Do you know oh. that uh, Trayvon's got a pretty dope shirt on too? Let me. I, I, I saw him on Instagram with it. Oh, I'm a keeper. keeper. That's a Harry Potter. No, yeah. no. And no, look at yours. Wait, what are the what are the symbols? That's from the Quidditch. Uh, oh, yeah. um, that's from Harry Potter. I like and that. And look yeah, at yours from the, Maui. One of the positions in the sports. I'm just wearing a t-shirt I got that in came Maui. With free with your Lipitor. <laughs> no, I was just at like one of the local <laughs> markets. I like to get Maui. At, shirt. What, like t- at what age do you buy the shirt on vacation? Like, oh. when do you start buying the shirt? See, I've been doing that in my 30s. <laughs> you don't do that? No, I've not I would bought buy, I think every time I ever bought a shirt on my vacation, I would be, like, kind of hammered. I'm like, where am I wearing this? Because I buy, I I buy something, else. but I haven't got up to, like, the, the clothing that says I went to that place. No. And I've never is, found, like, a place that had cool clothing. <laughs> but what I mostly do is I mostly go to these places, and I, I, I'm only wearing this because we it was really the first thing I grabbed. But I like getting, like, an XXL shirt, and then sleeping in it, it becomes a night shirt. Is that from the is that from the free ABC trip to Hawaii? No, well that was one of them, but I've been doing it since. So you dress like a six year old child. Yeah, like after they had a bath from their parents. But you're, you're <laughs> you know, in a big t shirt and your unders. You know my like I get to go Hawaii pretty much for free because when I did the ABC trip to the Four Seasons Maui, I met the guy who ran it. 
couple years later, he called me. He's like, hey, we want to kind of do something that a cho- we want to leave something promotional for the kids who stay here to let them know about like the kids clubs for families. So we're thinking, I was thinking about maybe doing a little children's book and I thought maybe you'd want to write it. I can't pay you necessarily, but anytime you want to come to the Four Seasons Maui, you know, and wow. so, so I, I have ex step kids and I will totally write children's book. <laughs> exactly. I will write the hell out so of it. So I wound up writing, I'll, I'll make them be a part of it. I wound up writing a book that seriously, once a month, somebody I know emails me and goes, what the fuck is this? That's what, and, that's what people say about their periods. Nailed yeah. <laughs> 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 it. Boom. But I wrote a, my, 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 the only book I've ever written, really. It's called <laughs> How He Goes to Maui. And, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it rhymes, and it tells I, the story of Howie going to Maui. And uh, Does Howie get STDs or anything? No. <laughs> no, Howie has a wonderful time at the Four Seasons Maui, yeah. one of America's finest hotels. I would write that shit so much hotels. <laughs> So hey, shut if- if anyone wants to give me free hotel stays, yeah, no, yeah to Four Nora, Seasons, you know what, Trayvon and I, I will, will write. write a, we will no. both we'll, we'll write a book together. It's no, gonna be so much. I've fun. already contacted someone Trayvon in, and in French Polynesia, <laughs> and I said I, for the Four Seasons French Polynesia, I said I will write Laura goes to Bora Bora. <laughs> I will write Harris goes to Paris. Stephen I don't give goes a fuck. to New Zealand. Zealand. That's like, good. Fucking, like, Whatever what you, you want. What do you no, want? I don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> keep it Jenny going. goes to where she wants to go, and I'll write a book. Just how about that? And I'll work on the title. Yeah, randomly. I'll work on the title. But anyway, hey, we've had a great time. Hey. <laughs> but hey. <laughs> but hey. Let's bring it down. Let's take let's it down and not. some soft music. You out. guys have, this is where we'll put some soft, I don't even have an outro music for this. We haven't even thought of anything. <laughs> Do you have a song that you would prefer this to? End of the Road. End of the Road. I, I like that, Boys to Men, End of the Road. End of the Road. So we'll do End of the Road. It's Boys to Men. Now I call them, it's really Men to Men. <laughs> men. Well, I, I don't want to brag that I know them, but men you know, when I've men. opened up for Swartzen at the Mirage, they have a residency there. Really? And every time we've gone and I go into my little dressing room right before, there they are. <laughs> and, and I'm like, what's up? The first time I met them, I was so excited. Then the second time I saw them, they were like, Jenny, what's up? Now, my name was on the dressing room door right in front of right. them. It's not like they remembered, but I still, in my head, I'm like, Oh, my God. I slow dance to all of your songs. <laughs> that was Boys with a Z, right? And then it was a two. The Roman numeral two. Roman numeral two. To men. To uh-huh. men. Who were, Yay! who were discovered Yay! by Will Smith. Exactly. Is that right? Yeah. The Fresh Prince? Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I will tell yeah. you something. Philly. His parents Motown did not Philly. understand. I know that for a fact. <laughs> they just don't. Really. Yeah. Anyway, well, look, I've exhausted my knowledge of rap music, and uh, it's not rap. <laughs> I don't know. It was it, early, early, early rap. It all just it seemed. Even rap they sang. Just that was more like R and B. No, you said you had you made a rap reference right before that. What was it? No, you I, made it. I think I, I actually made a rap reference. I mean, you did. Anyway, Jesus look, that, here's what we wanted to say as we're listening to Boys to Men. If you like the podcast, please go leave a comment on iTunes favorite it subscribe it ma- it makes it go better and then we can get paid and then more importantly guy can get paid and honestly while we were sitting here i just bought a shit ton of new equipment so it would be really helpful yeah y'all like don't be dicks don't be dicks <laughs> i mean we're being nice to y'all so come on come on anyway um doing it you want to be doing it got to be doing it doing it doing it doing apostrophe doing it, well. it with danny and jenny and oh, a good friend trainer. by the way, when I was at the Casino del Sol in Tucson, uh-huh. the Indian resort, 
Casino of Soul, of the Soul. Uh, yeah. Uh, when I was introduced, it was you've seen her on Drunk History, and she is the co-host of the Doing It podcast. Oh, I no! made sure to say that. Yeah, shit. yeah. They were like, "What the fuck, fuck is that?" I'm like, "Shut up, shut, shut up, up. shut up." It's a fucking but revolution yeah, I podcast. Did, I did, I did have them introduce me as the co-host. <laughs> <laughs> it always takes us ten minutes to leave. Good night, everybody. Good night. We love you. Thank you. Thank Bye. you, Trayvon. Thank you, guys.